from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Happy Monday, folks. Welcome to another episode of the Cyber Hub Podcast Practitioner Brief. James Azar here with the latest of what's going on in the world of cybersecurity. Before we get started on this Monday morning's show, please make sure to go to cyberhubpodcast.com or find us on your favorite favorite podcast listening platform and subscribe. Go to youtube.com. Look up CyberHub Podcast. Give us a subscribe there. You can catch all of our latest interviews and content directly there as well. So welcome to everyone tuning in live this morning. We've had a busy, busy weekend in the world of cybersecurity. A whole lot happened on Friday. A whole lot happened on Saturday, Sunday, and so forth. A lot to talk about in this morning's show, so we're going to get right into it. I'm going to grab my double espresso this morning. Whatever you're drinking to power you through the beginning of this week. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. Tallis is denying getting hacked as a ransomware gang releases gigabytes worth of data. The French aerospace defense and security giant Tallis claims to have found no evidence of its IT systems being breached after a well-known ransomware group published a gigabyte gigabytes worth of data allegedly stolen from the company. The 9.5 gigabyte archive file apparently containing information belonging to Tallis, the malicious hackers previously announced that they would make the files public unless they were paid a ransom. The leaked files seem to include both technical and corporate documents. The uh, criminals claim to have obtained highly sensitive information related to company operations, as well as commercial documents, accounting files, customer files, drawing of client structures, and softwares. Um, they, uh, Talis has confirmed that a breach had occurred, just not of its own systems. Its security experts are aware of two likely sources of theft, one of them uh, confirmed to be a user account of a partner on a dedicated collaboration portal, which resulted in the disclosure of a limited amount of information. And they're reiterating that there is no impact to the group's operation as of now. Le Monde has reported that the leaked data is related to contracts and partnerships in Malaysia and Italy. Um, Lockbit has recently announced that they're targeting car part giant uh, Continental. The company announced of being targeted in a cyber attack in August. Um, so you're obviously seeing this kind of take take place here um and we'll see how how this ends up we'll be keeping a close eye on this and, and like every other story i bring y'all uh, my concern here is one if this is truly a supply chain and this kind of shows you the challenges of your supply chain if your supply chain was compromised and that's how they got your data and you still can't pinpoint the finger as to how uh just shows either the lack of visibility the need for better security around supply chain and so much more. Cookies for MFA bypass are gaining traction among cyber attacks. Multi-factor authentication, which allegedly stops 99.9% of all cybercrime. Hell, everyone, just use MFA and you don't need anything else. Well, that's proven to be untrue. If you don't believe me, go to YouTube, watch the first video right there, Hacking MFA with the great Roger Grimes. You can see all about how this is a legitimate threat and that multi-factor authentication is just one step in a greater uh, security-layered approach to a defense in depth and layered security approach. Um, Lapsus um, is needing to gain access to systems compromised. It not only searches for passwords, but also for session tokens. That's right. Cookies used to authenticate a device or browser as legitimate. This kind of goes into the implementation of MFA. This is where this is so, so critical. A lot of people do one mfa log in people don't log out that session cookie stays alive 
for a very long period of time, meaning if that session cookie gets hacked, chances are those users are going to be able to use that session cookie to gain access and your MFA has been rendered to be moot. So demonstrators at CyberArk have shown how attackers can steal session cookies, then use them to gain access to business and cloud services. The crazy part, according to them, is that this applies to all types of MFA because stealing this cookie bypasses both authentication and authorization. Once you have an authenticated using, once you have, once you have authenticated using multi-factor, that cookie is established on the endpoint, and the attacker can use it for later access. Just kind of shows you the need to really implement MFA effectively. Um, and over a period of time, this is going to be significant for a lot of practitioners as we look for ways to improve MFA deployment and management. And MFA is not something you can turn on and let go. What we're understanding here more than anything is its implementation and management are really important. CISA has released a decision tree uh, model to help companies prioritize vulnerability patching. The CV, this SSVC provides a customized decision tree model, uh, model, a tree model that assists companies in prioritizing vulnerability response. Uh, track, track, attend, act. That's what it stands for. Keep that in mind. A lockbit bigwig has been arrested for ransomware crimes um, over the weekend in Ontario, Canada, just north of Toronto. Uh, the dual Russian citizen Mikhail Vasiliev is accused of being behind lockbit ransomware, which first emerged in January of 2020 and has grown into one of the most widely used variants in the world. According to the DOJ, members of the ransomware group have demanded at least $100 million in ransomware collectively, um, and he's now being extradited to the U.S. to face charges, and Lockbit stands to lose one of their bigwigs, according to this arrest report here. Um, Chinese spyware is targeting Uyghurs through apps, according to a new report. Uh, cybersecurity researchers have found evidence of Chinese spyware and Uyghur language apps that can track the location and harvest data of Uyghurs living in China and abroad. Uyghurs who are a Turkic Muslim minority predominantly in China's northwest region of Xinjiang, where a recent UN report said Beijing has committed crimes against humanity. The report by San Francisco-based cybersecurity firm Lookout claims that since 2018, Multiple Uyghur language Android apps have been found to be infected with two strains of spyware linked to Chinese state-backed hacker groups. This includes dictionaries, religious apps, maps, and even pirated versions of WhatsApp available on third-party stores and shared by Uyghur language channels on Telegram. So the surveillance state of China continues uh, uninterrupted and with really no sanctions or anything said about it. Last night, uh, overnight, uh, President Biden met with Xi Jinping, and I doubt this was something that came as part of their meeting. Yesterday, a terror blast in the middle of Taklil uh, Street in Taksim Square in Istanbul um, killed six, wounded 58, but it also took down Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube uh, as a result of the terror attack. Um, so Turkish authorities began restricting access to social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Telegram, as a nationwide broadcast ban went into effect. Reports of the bomb blast taking place on Istanbul's busy Istaklil Street, in, in Arabic means Freedom Street, began circulating on Sunday, November 13th on social media platform. The explosion, which has now been deemed 
to kill at least eight and injure 81. I'm sorry about that. I Last I heard it was six uh, moments of terror captured there. I will not play that for the sensitivity of, of, of the victims and their families. Following the tragic incident that sent chills down everyone's spines, Turkish residents were met with a ban um, as the Turkish uh, ISPs began throttling access to social media platforms and messaging apps as part of the response. Um, and so there, you, there's worried about censorship. There's also worried about you know privacy issues and so forth. And all of that was there as well. But nonetheless, our thoughts, my thoughts and prayers go out to the Turkish people and the eight victims and 81 injured as they were just going about their day. Terror has no place in our world today and i hope we can all just agree on that folks that's it for our show today we'll be back with a whole lot more tomorrow until then have a great rest of your day and most importantly stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform